The following message is from King's Church 1066, based in Hastings, Bexhill and the surrounding area. For more information, head to our website, kings1066.org. Looking for that album, Three Feet High and Rising, on vinyl. You can't find it on iTunes, because it hasn't been released on iTunes. It's not on Spotify. All you can find is an original from the 90s CD or vinyl. And I've wanted it on vinyl for I don't know how long. Anyway, record fairs come to Hastings. I go down to a record fair with my wife and I'm like, today I am feeling lucky. I've been looking for this album for so long. I go to a record fair, fair, fair. I flick through all these other records and there it is. Genuinely, the album is there. Okay, it's rare. It's hard to come across. I looked at Roz, she looked at me and said, there's no way you're spending that amount of money on a, on a flimsy bit of disc that kind of like isn't just, re- just irrelevant anymore. And I was like, please, Roz, please. And because she loves me so much and she thinks I'm wonderful, uh, she let me get the album. So after six years, I got the album. One day later, one day later, okay? What they normally do with old albums, they reissue them. Okay, they reissue these albums and they are a lot cheaper. I thought this album would be never reissued. I've been waiting and waiting. What are you laughing at, Sparks? I know what you're laughing at. One day later, genuinely, I look on iTunes and the first thing that comes up on Apple Music, first thing that comes up, Delisol, three feet high and rising, fully re-released in March. And now releasing it a song at a time, a song at a time. You can get it on vinyl in March, limited edition, green vinyl, okay? Literally, I've been waiting six years, find it. One day later, it's reissued for about a quarter of the price. And I'm like, I can't believe this, but I have the original. None of this reissue, right? You, you kind of understand. Some people are like, we, we totally get. I've got the original from the 90s and it's in perfect condition and it is lovely. Why on earth have I, why on earth have I told you that? That's 10 minutes of my talk taken up. Anyway, simply this. The original, oh, such a rubbish kind of linking, but I think it's all right. The original message of Jesus Christ The original should not be messed around with. We should not reissue it. We should not see it as a second-class thing. The original needs to be stuck with. We need to keep hold of it. We need to understand it. We need to get to grips with it. It has not changed, and it should not change. Culture changes, we know, and we try and present the gospel in a cultural, relevant way, we know, but the message should not change. It should not change. Change. Jesus' original message must be the one we still use today. It's the best one. It is 100% relevant to every single person that is walking on this planet, that has walked on this planet, that will walk on this planet. It's not just designed for one area, one people group. It's not just designed for this or that or that person. Everyone. Everyone. Acts 1.1. Wonderful bit of the Bible. Acts 1.1 says this. In my former book, Theophilus, have I said that right? I wrote to you about all that Jesus began to do and all that he began to teach. The very start 
of Acts, Paul's saying, all I'm doing is opening up what Jesus began to do, began to teach, and he did not divert from it. And it is the same for us today. It's the same for us today. The message, nothing added to it, nothing taken away. It's a complete message and something that we have to try and get ahead around, or not ahead around, give me a minute. I'm trying lots of different positions for my glasses, and as you can see, I'm just not comfortable. Um, the message today that Jesus began to do, began to teach, is as relevant today as it was then and should not, definitely should not change. And what is that message? Jesus' life purpose, his life mission, was all about the kingdom of heaven. It wasn't about the church. Jesus never preached about the church overly. He preached about the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom of heaven is like. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven. So Acts 1.1, focus on all that Jesus started to do and teach, was all about the kingdom of heaven. That kingdom of heaven was breaking in, that rule and reign breaking in through every word and every deed and every action that Jesus was doing in, on the planet as he came around. Okay, you understand that? Get that? What a wonderful, wonderful message. Through every word and every deed, every teaching, every miracle, every sign, every wonder, all demonstrating that there is another kingdom defeating a kingdom that is already there, pushing it out, getting it out of the way, bringing a different perspective on life, bringing a different perspective on how did we all end up here, bringing a different perspective on darkness, on sickness, on all this other stuff. He's basically saying over here is another kingdom and the kingdom that we're all living in doesn't need to be like that and actually was never designed to originally be like that and should not be like that. Jesus is bringing in his rule and his reign to the place where the planet and us are restored back to the place where we were originally supposed to be. Okay? Jesus' life mission then was the kingdom of heaven and that was breaking in for every word and every deed, all demonstrating that there is another kingdom defeating and swallowing up the disconnections and the darkness that we see around us. So there is another option breaking in. Matthew 4, 17. Matthew 4, 17. The key part of the kingdom message. Matthew 4, 17. Jesus says this, repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The key message of the kingdom of heaven is repentance. It's a word that you hear. It's a word that might send shivers down your spine because you might have heard in films, seen in films, some bloke standing on top of a mountain saying, repent, and all that kind of stuff and that kind of thing. Sometimes helpful, sometimes not. So we're going to look at repentance for a bit, okay? And then we're going to look at the kingdom of heaven and what that means for us as a church in terms of it being our message. And what does that look like today? So the main message is the kingdom is repentance. Now I've done a little video that lasts about three minutes long, okay? And it's the gospel message, okay? It's the gospel message. It's the good news. This is the good news of the kingdom, 
The reason I've done it on video is I've used the language and the way that I've heard someone else do on YouTube. It's a bloke who describes what Christians believe in 90 seconds. The language he uses, I think, is wonderful. He talks about light, light, and love. And he puts it in a big picture. The big picture of how the kingdom of heaven and what the gospel is. And it's a wonderful, wonderful way of doing it. And I've kind of drawn it. This is about the 18th time I've tried. I'm practicing drawing out what the gospel might mean to someone that doesn't know. Okay? And this is me kind of nearly there. Are you up for watching it? Okay. And see where repentance fits in. Okay? That's why I'm showing it. See where repentance fits in. Go for it. Before everything was made, God was there. And God is full of life. God is full of light and God is full of love. And out of that light and life and love, God made everything that we see and that we know, including the planet that we live on and more importantly, us. That's us, by the way, just kind of like two little people sitting there. And God created us to share in that light, to share in that life, to share in that love and to commune and have a relationship with himself. The problem is that we turned away from God. And when you turn away from life, you get death. When you turn away from light, you get darkness. When you turn away from love and relationship, you get disconnection. And all of those things bring a barrier between us and God that we call sin. And so that relationship, that community we have with God is now broken. But God himself never stopped loving, never stopped looking at his beloved. And so he came in the form of Jesus and said, all of that darkness, all of that death, all of that disconnect, I will take on myself. And in the greatest sacrifice on the cross, I will bring forgiveness and defeat death, darkness and disconnect. But that's not the end of the story, because three days later, Jesus rose again. And when you rise and defeat death, you get life. When you rise and defeat darkness, you get light. And when you rise and defeat disconnect, you get love. And so what Jesus says now is, do you want my life? Do you want my light? Do you want my love? And he offers free to humanity here and now to accept Jesus's free gift. After that sacrifice, after three days later, rising again to light and life and love and defeating death, darkness and disconnect, all that's been won is freely offered to humanity. And so today Jesus says, do you want my life? Do you want my life? And do you want my love? And so if you do, then come and turn to me. And that turning to me is a word we call repentance. Repentance means going from your old life, looking to Jesus, looking to that forgiveness, looking to that victory on the cross. And Jesus saying, all of that I've won for you. Turn to me and accept what I have done for you. And that turning and facing is the word repentance. And if we don't turn and face Jesus, then we carry on in that death, darkness and disconnect. And the eternal consequences are ours to face and ours to pay instead of turning to Jesus, who has paid all of that for us. And we gain his life, his light and his love. So that free offer to everyone there is, do you want Jesus? Yeah. Why? Did I sound like Tom Cruise? <laughs> better. I sounded better than Tom Cruise. Brilliant. Why did I show that? It's to show that I'm practicing sharing the bigger picture of how Jesus fits into life, 
to how the gospel fits into life, to what the kingdom of heaven looks like and what the kingdom of really darkness is, which is what we're all born into. And there is another kingdom. And Jesus came to bring light, life and love. And if you turn to him, that's what repentance looks like. Okay? And um, that, again, that's about the 18th, 19th time I've tried to do that. And I'm literally trying to practice him because I think, well, hopefully one day I'll probably be sitting down with someone at a cafe, down the pub, and I want to be ready to be able to share what is the message of the kingdom? What is the gospel message? Okay? And the reason why I'm saying that is I haven't got it perfectly done, but I'm getting, I'm, I'm just practicing. Bible talks about be ready in season out of season. Be ready to share the gospel full of grace and truth and understanding. And that's all it is. So that's me practicing and having a go. But do you see where repentance fits in? There's this incredible work that's been done. And what repentance means is, I was going one way, but I see a better way. And not just the better way, I kind of see the right way to go. I see the right way to go. And I want to follow in that right way. And I want to hear what Jesus is saying. And actually, I want to line my life up with what he says. Because when you become a Christian, you make him king. And every area of our life, if we're a Christian or not, any area of our life slowly has to be lined up with the king. If we say, he is our king. And that's what repentance looks like. That's why it's not just a one-off when you become a Christian. Actually, it carries on. It really does carry on through your Christian life as you kind of realign and you realign up to what Jesus is actually saying and how he's living as the king of this kingdom that's coming, okay? This is why the gospel message is universal. When you see it in the bigger picture, there's not one person that it does not affect. There's not one person that, that shouldn't be, really need to hear that message. And what I love about the bigger picture is if you just go up to someone and say, you're a sinner and you've done all this stuff wrong, so believe in Jesus. I, I find, for me, I remember hearing that a couple of times before I was a Christian and I didn't know how to, where to put myself in it. Basically, someone was telling me that I weren't good enough and that I should be good enough, okay? But if you show the bigger picture, the wider picture, it helps people put themselves into a context of a really large thing that's been going on in the beginning was this, and darkness came in, and death, and disconnects. But Jesus came to bring light, life, and love. I'm like, okay. And so I'm living in that darkness, disconnect, yeah. And I'm a sinner, yeah, because of all that, yeah, and I get it wrong. It just helps, it just helps. This is why the gospel is universal, and not problem-based. What do I mean by that? Come to Jesus if you have a problem or come to Jesus if you need your car fixed or something like that. Those are not, but there is one big issue that Jesus came to bring and to restore us. So repentance then is the message of the kingdom. Got that? Is that okay? Okay, bear with me. I've got five minutes to finish. And this lines up with what Jesus taught. What did Jesus do? What did Jesus teach? He had a kingdom message, okay? And he taught, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So what kind of things did he do? Luke 10, verse 8 to 11. Okay, I'm not going to read it out. No, yeah, I will. Luke 10, verse 8 to 11. Jesus sends out the 72. 
Luke 10, 8 to 11. Where are we? Jesus sends out the 72. I'm just going to read a bit of that. This is the message that he sends them with. Jesus had already been going around doing this. And now what he says to the 72 is, right, you go and do what I've been doing. And here's his charge to them. This is what he said to them. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of heaven is near you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of the town, even the dust of your town that sticks to our feet, we will wipe off against you. It's a bit of a harsh message. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of heaven is near. I tell you, it would be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for your town. So Jesus himself, he went and taught, but what he did was brought in the kingdom of heaven. When the sick are healed, when the demons flee, there is another kingdom coming in and the kingdom of darkness being pushed out. The work of the enemy, sin, all these different things that are there, Jesus is coming in to push away and defeat and get out. And then he charges the 72 and says, you go and do the same in my name. And so the 72 go out and they go and do that and they heal the sick. Okay, they cast out demons. But not only that, the way they act sets a precedent. It talks about when you go into that town, say peace be on you. The kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of peace. So in their action and in their word, let alone in their praying for the demons to be gone and sickness to heal, there is another kingdom coming in through their actions, through what they are doing. Do you understand? So Jesus himself is teaching and doing and he sends out the 72 with the same message. The kingdom of heaven is near you. And let me show you, demons have cast out, the sick healed. What did Jesus begin to do and teach this stuff? And he taught the 72 to do the same. And now for us today, I'm sure you understand and you're getting the point and you're getting the message. Same message for us today as the local church. Okay? The kingdom of heaven is near through us, through Jesus' followers, Christ in us, in his name. Where we go, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How do you feel about that? Here's what I mean, okay? You're in your workplace. It's a genuine question, all right, before I round up. It's a genuine question. This kingdom and this rule and this reign, being at hand wherever we go, is quite an incredible message to take to the world around us. That light and life and love that wants to come in, Jesus wants to use us to demonstrate that. It's an incredible message. The kingdom of God is God's reign and the church is the fellowship of those who have experienced that reign. That's us. The kingdom creates the church, works through the church and is proclaimed by the church. That's us. There can be no church without God's kingdom, but there really is no visible expression of the kingdom without the church, without you and without me being a visible expression of what the kingdom of heaven is like with the message that we carry. 
and the things that we do and say to those around us. So what's the application? I've really whizzed through this, I understand that. What's the application? What would I love to leave us with? There's a message, yep. There is a good news, 100%. It's good to be able to practice how we share that good news, definitely. But this is a kingdom message. And the local church and us are here to proclaim and demonstrate it. And so where we go, the kingdom of heaven is near those that are not part or in that kingdom. That means you as an individual, me as an individual, who the Bible talks about being salt and light, we matter where we go. We really matter as part of carrying that message. That's why Jesus calls us salt and light. To be salt and light. You can't, a salt can't be any saltier. So sometimes we're just called to be where we are and not necessarily do more, but just be more recognising that actually through me, through Christ, the kingdom of heaven is at hand here and there is a message to share and something to demonstrate that life doesn't have to be this way and there is another way and there is a truth and there is life to come. How do I finish this? I'm going to finish it like this. Okay, as a church, as, as people. What does some of this mean? Okay, you're not going to like this. It really challenges me. It means this, that church isn't just here for church. We're here for something bigger than ourselves, and that is the kingdom of heaven. The church isn't here for you or me. Pastor Paul said we should stop caring for each other. No, 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 I'm not saying that. We should care for one another because that's an expression of the kingdom but we're not here for ourselves. We're here and called on a mission. And it's a kingdom message. And it's a kingdom mission. And we're all caught up in it. All caught up in it. So how can we best model and communicate and demonstrate the kingdom of heaven is a good question to ask personally. Okay? Kingdom mentality doesn't mean we just do church activities. A kingdom mentality releases each other, us in the church, to fulfil our call to seek first the kingdom of heaven in the world that we live in. I'm not preaching against the church. All I'm just saying is there is a bigger message to take, the message of the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven gives us a focus in our prayer on spiritual warfare. Your kingdom come, Jesus. Your will be done, okay? And we look to be salt and light in the community that we live in. Okay. So the church has a message which in turn gives us a mission. The kingdom of heaven is advancing and at hand thanks to the life, death and resurrection of Jesus who came to bring his rule and his reign of light, life and love into, into the world that we live in. And that offer is offered freely to anyone and everyone as we know because many of us in the room have accepted it. For those who have accepted it, we now get the charge to go with that same message into the world that we live in. 
for those that haven't heard or have heard the message and haven't maybe received it or accepted it, the message is available and free and ready to say yes to even now. We have a message. We have a message to follow Jesus. We have a message to put what he says first, if he's our king and he's our Lord and he is the king of the kingdom and allow him to work and move within our life. I'm going to get going. I've got to go to Bex Hill. The church has an incredible message. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The message is repent and turn to Jesus. Okay? I just want to leave you one thing. Consider this. Where you go, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Where you are, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay? In whatever context your life finds you, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You have a message. There is a place where we can pray. Our actions, our deeds, things matter in the world that we live in because of the kingdom of heaven that we find ourselves in. I'll leave you to consider that, all right? I've got a nip off.